Hello, uh, I'm Keith Moore. Welcome to Faith School. Faith School's the place where our spirit and our faith gets fed, our spirit grows stronger, and we learn how to be, as God ordained, overcomers. We've saved you a seat right here in the front. So get your Bible, get something to take notes on, and get ready to receive from the Lord today. All this week we've been uh, talking about how faith is not passive, but faith seeks, and faith is a receiver of what God has so graciously given. Um, if you hadn't heard this before, don't just uh, take our word for it personally, but follow along in the Scriptures and see what the Scriptures say about it. If you've heard it before, you hadn't heard all there is to hear, uh, let the Lord open your eyes and heart to even more because there is so much more to receive in God and we'll do it according to our faith. So let's pray, let's come into agreement and release our faith for exactly what we need to hear and see and receive today. Father, in Jesus' name, we agree together, all the class here and all over the world, asking you for utterance, for the anointing, for grace, for strength, uh, answers, direction, exactly what you know we need to see and hear and know and do right now. As we receive it and see it, we'll be thankful, we'll esteem it, and we purpose, as you show us how, to put it into practice and do it. And as that happens, we know great things are going to manifest because you always watch over your word and cause it to come to pass and perform it. There is no word of yours that's void of power or incapable of being fulfilled. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's go in the, into our textbook again to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. All of this flows together into the great faith chapter, Hebrews 11. And let's go further into what we've been studying. If this is your first day joining us, uh, it'd behoove you to go back to the previous broadcasts. They're available. Um, you can see that on the information on your screen as it's displayed. And it won't cost you anything. You can go and either uh, just watch or listen or download. And um, we build each day on what we learned the previous day. Hebrews 10 and 35. 10.35 says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Trusting in God and not stopping but holding on will result in great reward. He said, you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Here we're seeing the opposite of faith. We see just a few verses later in Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And here he said, I won't have any pleasure if you do this, as opposed to living by faith. The just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, 
my soul, I have no pleasure in him. What is he, what is he referring to? Drawing back. Other translations bring out, if he shrinks back, my soul takes no pleasure in him. Another one says, if he withdraws himself. Another one says, if he tur- another translation says, if he turns back in fear. So this is uh, regressing, retreating, and it describes a giving up. It describes a passiveness. And this does not please the Lord. Well, this is something we don't want to do then. How many want to please the Lord? Well, what pleases him? Faith. And faith is not a retreater. Faith is not one that just quits and passively waits. Faith, as we've learned already, is an advancer. Faith is a receiver. Faith is a seeker. We see this, if you look in Hebrews, the 11th chapter now, um, it begins in verse 1 saying, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And uh, let's just keep reading, if you would. In, in the second verse, he, he talks about, By it the elders obtained a good report. Just keep going. Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. Verse 4. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. And, And as we studied earlier, every one of these, you'll see they did something. Not just a passive waiting, but they, their faith was expressed through word and action. Faith uh, is a doer. And here we see uh, uh, verse 5. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. He was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. This is what flows into verse 6. For, he goes on to say, without, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. Now, this, the idea of what happened with Enoch is continued into verse 6 here. Enoch pleased God. Now, we're not given a lot of detail about Enoch's life. But if you look back in Genesis, one of the most significant things it says about him is that he walked with God. He walked with God. How do you walk with God? How do you walk with someone you can't see or physically hear or touch? It'd have to be, see, he keeps referring to things not seen, doesn't he? It would have to be by faith. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Back up verse 5, look at it again, please. He says, Enoch, uh, verse 5, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. So faith will translate you. (laughs) Now, there, there was instances of people being translated in the book of Acts. Now, now what, that, what he's talking about specifically is being supernaturally transported and removed from one place to the other, and in some cases instantaneously, 
I guess in both of these cases. But we, we may not need to be physically transported and translated, but there will be situations that you need to be transported out of this into this. You need to get out of this bad situation and get into the good situation. Well, faith will transport you. Allow God to transport you. Faith can cause you to be translated out of darkness into light, out of bondage into freedom. And he says that Enoch had this testimony that he pleased God. Now keep reading verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please him like Enoch did. For he that comes to God must, not uh, optional, must believe that God is and must believe that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now this gives us insight into what happened with Enoch. How did Enoch walk with God? We know he did it by faith. We know that in order to do, to commune with God by faith, you have to believe he is. But you also have to believe, and this is where so many people have come short, you must believe he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And this is where, where Enoch was different from many in his generation. At some point, Enoch, tired of hearing stories about his predecessors, Adam and Eve, <laughs> walking with God. Because, you know, a lot of them, if you just look at how long they lived, their lives overlap. And many of the older ones were contemporary with generations following. And uh, so no doubt they had heard about Adam and Eve walking with God in the cool of the day, communing with God. You know, paradise lost. How that God had come down himself personally in the cool of the day, in the afternoon, whenever it was. And they would walk and talk with God. They would commune with Him. You know, this, this completely uh, disagrees with the origin of human beings being animalistic. These are not uh, slightly evolved animals that are grunting at each other. These are beings made in the likeness and image of God, intelligently communicating with Him and with each other, able to hear Him and understand Him, commune with Him, at least at some degree, on His level. Uh, people talk about evolution. Uh, don't you believe that, Brother Keith? No, I believe in devolution. Man, has, man was created in the likeness and image of God and has devolved to the point where many have lived like animals. But if you read the scriptures, we were not created just as another animal. We're created in the likeness and image of God. 
And so Enoch would have heard about great-grandpa Adam and Eve walking with God, communing with God. And so at some point, he's tired of just hearing stories about the past. And he's thinking, why can't I do that? I know, uh, you know, they messed up, and I know that the, the curse is in the earth, and, and I know that the garden is uh, off limits, and, but I want to I wanna walk with God. I want to walk with God. And maybe some others had had similar thoughts, but he didn't just stop there. He believed that God, God's still here. He didn't, God didn't go away. He used to talk to them. Why wouldn't he talk to me? And at some point, Enoch moved past believing that God exists into believing the second part. That if I will talk to him, if I will reach out to him, he'll respond to me. And so he, at some point, went out, I don't know where, outside his tent or his house or wherever he was, and just by faith started saying, God, I know you're there. I, I think you'd like to talk to me too. I want to talk to you. And by faith, he started communing with God. Well, the thing about faith God likes faith. God loves faith. God is pleased with faith. God responds to faith. So I, just knowing what little I know about the Lord, I know what happened. He didn't do that very long until he sensed the presence of the Lord. He, it wasn't, wasn't exactly like what happened with Adam and Eve because of the curse and the fall. Maybe he didn't see the glory. Maybe he didn't you know, he didn't hear the audible voice of God, but that doesn't mean you can't commune with God because you don't see something or you don't feel something because he's spirit and we're spirit. And by faith, you can connect with him instantly. You can put your mind on him. You can reach out your heart towards him. You can talk to him in faith. And if you really mean it, you're really from your heart, he will respond. He is a rewarder. Didn't the Bible say, draw near to God? And what would happen? What would happen? He will draw near to you. Is that truth? And that's Bible, yes. right? That's truth. So as surely as you reach out and draw near to him, not trying something, believing he's there, believing he hears, and going further, believing he'll respond believing he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Well, Enoch kept doing this day after day, month after month, year after year. He walked with God, the scripture said, for years. He's doing it, we know from Hebrews 11, how's he doing it? He's not going by what he's seeing. He's not going by what he's hearing. He's not going by what he's feeling physically. He's doing it by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for or expected. It's the evidence of things not seen. But knowing God a little bit, I, 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 just, I know what happened. The stronger his faith got, 
the more real the presence of God got to him, became to him. And he just, he'd go out there and commune with God and talk with God for hours. And for, he'd forget that he's not seeing God or not feeling God because his spirit is sensing God's presence. And the pre, over a period of years, he got so close and the presence of the Father got so close that he left this place. <laughs> he left this, this planet. Next thing he knew, he, he's in the presence of the Almighty. And the Father said, why don't you just stay with me? <laughs> no needing you going back. <laughs> so how did it happen? Enoch walked with God by faith, and that faith pleased God until the point where God received him and he was translated out of here. And then it goes on to say this applies to all of us. Without faith, none of us can please God in any regard, in any kind of, I don't care how long you pray, how perfect your uh, quoting the scriptures may be if there's no faith involved. He's not pleased. And again, faith is not just believing he's there, but believing there's a reward. There's a response. There's going to, this is going to pay off me praying, me seeking him, me talking to him. There hasn't been enough emphasis, I don't think, on the reward. Listen to some scriptures. Jesus talked about the reward quite a bit. In uh, Matthew 6, he talked about how not to uh, give and how not to pray. He said, don't pray vain repetitions and, and don't give publicly and making a show of it and drawing attention to yourself and that kind of thing. But notice what he did say. Sometimes people only see the negative and they don't get the positive. Listen to what he did say to do. He said in Matthew 6, 3, when you do your alms, now there are different kinds of giving, and this giving is specifically giving to those who are in need. And when you're giving to somebody who's in need, you should not broadcast that they are in need. You should not do anything that would embarrass them. That's what he's talking about. He said, uh, don't let your left hand know what your right hand does. Verse 4, that your alms may be in secret and your father which sees in secret himself will do what? Will reward you openly. Verse 6 talks about the same thing. When you pray, enter into your closet. When you've shut your door, pray to your Father, which is in secret, and your Father, which sees in secret, will do what? He will reward you even openly. Verse 17 was referring to fasting and and. Uh, Basically, you see, this, this has to do with seeking God. He said, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that you appear not unto men to fast, but to your Father which is in secret, and your Father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. But can you see, every one of these was an action. You're giving, you're praying, you're seeking God, uh, fasting, these are actions. These is doing something. And why uh, the reason why so many people don't do it is because they don't believe. They don't believe it would benefit. They don't believe it would, 
it would do them any good. You, you hear this referred to in in Book of Psalms, and also you'll find it in uh, in Romans in the New Testament. In Book of Psalms, fourteen, verse one, it says, "The fool has said in his heart, there's no God. They're corrupt. They've done abominable works. There's none that do does good." Verse two. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see what? To see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They're all gone aside, uh, become filthy. There's none that does good, no, not one. He said there's, looking at the planet as a whole, and even today with all the billions of the people on the planet, how many are seeking God on the planet? the percentage would be very small. And why? Why aren't people seeking God? Well, the two big things. They either don't believe that He exists or they don't believe it'd do any good to seek Him. They they don't know His character. They don't know that He's good, that He will respond, that He will reward everybody that diligently seeks Him. Nobody, nobody, I don't care who you are, where you come from, your background, no one on the planet that sincerely seeks God comes up empty because he is who he is. And just like when Enoch went out there and started talking to him and expecting a response from God, he got a response from God. And boy, before it was over with, he got a response nobody expected. Everybody was like, where's Enoch? Where'd Enoch go? Where's Enoch? (laughs) He went home with God. Wow. One of these days, we'll get to go home with God. But until that time, he told us how he wants us to live, how he wants us to function and operate. It's by faith. And faith is not a passive waiting are passive begging, passive pulling back, drawing back. That displeases the Father. And one of the reasons it would displease Him is because we're not receiving when we're doing that. Of all the things that Jesus has bought and paid for, that the Father, if He hadn't wanted us to have it, why would He have done all that? You know, sometimes people say, well, I'm just not sure if God wants to forgive me or not. Are you joking? I mean, Why did he put your sins on Jesus? Why did Jesus pay the price for him? People say, well, I just don't know if it'd be God's will to heal me or not. Can you stand at the scourging post and see them beat Jesus? And while that's going on, while the stripes are being laid, the cause and source of every sickness and disease is being laid on him. Are you going to look at Jesus on the cross and say, are you sure you want me saved? Uh, Why is he there? Are you, are you on the scourging post? Are you sure you want me healed? Why is he there? <laughs> yes, he took our sins so we could be saved and free and righteous. He took our sicknesses and pains so we could be healed. He took the chastisement of our peace so we could have the peace that passes understanding. Hallelujah. And even joy unspeakable and full of glory. No, it doesn't please him when we're not receiving 
That's why it says if you draw back, if you pull back, if you lay back, if you sit down, if you quit, if you give up, if you don't try, it's not going to please the Father. He's displeased with that. And so there are, and it can be because of ignorance, there are so many, even church-going people, they're, they're not trying at all. They're not seeking. They're not praying any appreciable amount. Why? Well, they might not say it, but they don't think it'll do any good. They don't spend any extra time seeking the Lord. Uh, you know, many don't give. He's talking about giving in this passage. Why? And they think, well, I need the money. And what good's it going to do? And in fact, if you read in Malachi, the Lord actually said that. He said to the people at that time, of course, it applies to any similar situation today. He said, your words are stout against me. And, uh, and the response was, what? And he said, in that you've said, I'm paraphrasing now, it does no good to serve God. It does no good. Well, even though you, if you believe God is, you are not believing the other part, the second part, when you say it does no good. It does no good to pray. It does no good to give. It does no good to endeavor to live right and do the right thing. It does no good. These are lies. God is a rewarder <laughs> of everyone who diligently seeks Him. You believe it, class? Hallelujah. He is a rewarder. When it says there are none that understand, there are none that seek after God, that's also recorded in the New Testament, Romans the third chapter. When you have faith, deep calls unto deep, and when you got the sense in your spirit, there's something, seem like there's something more. Seem like God has more for me. You know why you have that feeling? Because God has more for you. Every time, every time, I, I, just, I just feel like there's more out there. You better believe there's more out there, way more than you're sensing right now. But, well, well if there's more, when, when's God going to do it? He's already done it. He's already bought and paid for it, accomplished it in Jesus. You remember at one point Jesus said, it is finished. And then when he rose from the dead, the scripture said he has now, he, he's sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. Why? When you sit down, that's because it's done. It's, it's accomplished. It's done. And so now what remains for us is to find, read this book, read our textbook, get stirred up in faith school, find out what's been given to us, and rise up. We are said out loud, I am not. One that draws back. One that gives up. One that doesn't try. I am a faith child of a faith God and overcomer in Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is what happens in faith school. We get filled up with faith. And that makes us happy and makes God happy too. And that's a win-win any day. Well, that's it for Faith School today. We'll see you next time in Faith School.